0: his footprints on the side walk lead to where i can't stop go there every night i think he knows his hands around a cold it's dog. the, the a show the asexual <laughs> antonio brown show for oh god september 18th 2019 how's it going everybody all right i'll be remiss after the last episode if i don't talk about the uh not to talk about the AB, the Antonio Brown. So I recorded that on a Sunday before all the ah, the civil lawsuit and then uh, other characteristic issues and reports that came out about the guy. Um, There's a lot of history with him. You know, he doesn't pay the bill. So yeah, I'll be remiss. So I just got to say, right, I recorded all that in support of antonio brown in a professional career sense before all that went down so if you didn't catch that part when i said i'm recording this on a sunday you know your fault uh that said uh i i gotta say all that allegations that came out you know how many of these do we see some of them are very like the details with the text screen cap and everything is goddamn like like oh my god this motherfucker and then i just go jesus Britney taylor civil lawsuit case and then it was like, Whoa, but, 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 like why did she bring it to the civil lawsuit not the not the what is it the 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 the, the, the criminal lawsuit why why did he, why do you only get offered the 2 million dollar settlement of course he's going to say no to it why would he pay for that shit you know all this woodwork shit comes out and then there's the rest of the story that comes up about his youth foundation and another group of women uh that you know that also felt pretty you know it was like oh it was uh it was it's pretty shady i I don't know if it's shady it's like god this guy this guy's an massive asshole you know everywhere and then he didn't pay the bill and one of the thing and then yeah she, she just try to hook up with a woman that is charity baseball softball thing and this you know the civil lawsuit case. I read the details. Like the first time they, so Brittany Smith, the the accuser in question, said they had three encounters of potential sexual assault. Um, they were both the students at the uh, Central Michigan University. So at the Christian group or something. First time was like first time they. First time it happened was seven summer twenty spring twenty seventeen. After they were not connected. And then, they, he, she was a former gymnast, he wanted some flexibility in his foot or something, so he tried to get her therapy and all that, and then uh, he allegedly assaulted her, forced himself on her, second time he said, second time she was watching a church service on iPad and he was masturbating, I guess he ejaculated. I'm uh, Just using the joke From Bill Burr's special uh, On her back And she turned around And said what the fuck And then third time he said I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, It was like a year later Or something Last June If I remember right June 2018 And then uh, I was like None of this shit's gonna happen And then the Britney Smith uh, After they had a night out uh, Dropped them off And said I'm not going in But I gotta use the bathroom She went in And then that's when The shit went down AB forced himself So you know, and then, uh, allegedly, uh, they were trying, she was trying to, her party was trying to settle at $2 million, Antonio Brown said no, and then here we are, and then she met up with the NFL and whatnot, I mean the part about him jerking off behind her when she was watching the church service on iPad, thats very explicit, and then there was a text message right after that second encounter, you know, he's just goes, who the fuck you think you are, you're a failure gymnast bitch, you know, that kind of shit, you know, authenticity of it, we'll see. But, oh, my God, that sounds like a person with a CTE. I'm just saying, you know, of all the messages and all the text messages and all that that I've seen from other NFL players like Aaron Hernandez and then uh, fucking Adrian Peterson. What's its uh, what's his face? Tyreek Hill, was it? Uh, you know, so I'm just like, uh, and then all these other, other character, you know, Assessment, and then the stories, anecdotes coming out, I just go, Jesus Christ, like, he didn't pay for this shit, and then, like, he just farted in my face, you know, all that, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on, the fuck is going on, I mean, he's gonna go catch football while he's playing and doesn't get suspended, but, god damn, man, some of these stories are really bad, yes, you process and go through it, I'm sure NFL's doing all the investigations, you know, reading through all these stories, call all the stuff, and then, uh, God, there's a lot going on. Jesus. There's a lot happened with this guy. So, uh, you know, called some random white people cracker on a vacation and all that, you know. But does this, you know, does this change my opinion of, like, the Steelers or the fucking Raiders, no, not really, I think the Steelers, you know, I, I, like, it doesn't change the fact that Big Ben got hurt, and who the hell, like, the thing that I said was gonna happen, happened, you know, it's like, fuck, the Steelers are fucked, they got nobody now, and then they're going with the fucking rookie quarterback, it's like, what the fuck is the point of this season, so, none of that really changes, but, you know, Antonio Brown, as a human being, and all that, I just go, fuck, let's wait and see. But it sounds pretty fucking bad reading all the cases and stuff. So I'll just say that. I'll just say that right now. But he's going to go catch Tom Brady's balls, you know, while at it. So anyway, so uh, I don't want to spend so much time talking about football and sports. Uh, I th- I think I did a lot of that the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, last week, last week especially. Um, so, you know, a little bit of a change of a subject this time, which is uh, I, I finally haven't traveled anywhere which means i sat around at home and watched a whole bunch of movies and netflix so uh, i what series am i cruising i don't know i try to do the woo assassins which is a great series from sequential action you know sequence view and then but then the story and acting i just go i don't know. It's like i don't know if this is worth like binging over and over i took a break from it. it's like the action scenes are fascinating to just stare at like john wick and daredevil and uh, old boy The original old boy i haven't seen the new one um but i ended up watching like five movies on a saturday for some reason two friday (laughs) and then some of the movies that i like have on my hard drive that i just like never go around got around to like the what was it i saw the terminator genesis i saw it in the theaters but i walked out you know even before the whatever the last thing came around because i said fuck it watch it again i was bored jurassic world the fallen kingdom uh i saw the first jurassic world on the imax it was great you know i thought it was all right but the product placement was overbearing this one it was a spoiler alert by this point um uh you know the the jurassic world the park has like Gone away, so there's just no product placement to go to, except for, like, Pepsi, there's less Starbucks and all that, Samsung, like, last time in the first movie, but the movie kind of, like, weirdly fell apart, uh, so both movies, I just, like, these are very weak movies, even Terminator Genesis in the very beginning, um, up to them- time traveling forward to 2014 2015 it wasn't so bad um but the rest of it kind of faltered really bad with a symbiote i guess fucking hybrid terminator human shit that was going on i just go are we really out of the plots i mean it's like the terminator salvation shit a little bit um, but I'm just like, how, how far can you go? How, huh, how, how much Terminator can you elevate? Like, it's like wrestling. You're pulling off all the gazillion moves. Crazy seven twenty six thirty moves possible. It's like, dude, what more can you fucking do? How, how, how higher can you go on this fucking ladder match? You know what I mean? It's like, you, you exhausted all the options. So, I'm not, like, Terminator franchise itself, bastardized itself, oversaturated itself, over, you know, just, it got to a point of boredom in my opinion Um Jurassic World I can't believe there's a third movie coming out But the second movie I just go uh, I don't know the pacing of this movie went really weird So I just go like Why why did that Bryce Dallas Howard And Chris Pratt came back this way Why did Some of these just didn't make sense to me It just didn't add up But I was drunk so I just said I'll oh, fuck it I'll finish it I downloaded it 4k so I better watch this shit Um But Saturday, that was Friday And then Saturday I decided to just I don't know, I just decided to watch Um, so uh, in the Amazon Prime, the new movie that came up was called A Simple Favor With the uh, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively I saw a trailer and I said, what the fuck? It's a dark comedy Uh, It's it's very similar to Gone Girl, but In my opinion, way funnier and way easier to follow But everything was great, everything was great up to the very last ending and then the conclusion of it, I felt like they rushed through the ending. I just go like, God, if they added another like 10 minutes or something, it would have been okay. They really had to meet the under two hour mark. So I felt the ending was, and then the conclusion wrapping up some of the stories is a little bit of a bummer. There's some plot holes there with the husband and then the all that stuff. I just go like, I don't know. I mean, I... I I don't mind the ending, but it's just like, it's kind of like Becky Lynch match at WrestleMania. The pin came out of nowhere. It's like, what, wait, what, what? Oh, the match is over? You know, that kind of thing. It was great, great, great. And then it just ended. I was just like, there's no sequel to this. So I was like, what the fuck? Uh, so that was a disappointing part. But I don't know why people shoot on the movie so much. I just like, I enjoyed it more than Gone Girl. Gone Girl. I mean, at least the simple favor, I just go, look, the craziness, extremes of crazy I'll just say it, crazy bitches. They, they 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 like they're self-aware and then they play that to the point and just go, yes, that's the dark humor of this thing. Gone girl with Rosemond Pike's character. I just go like, why? Why did you do this? It's like this is so unrealistic. Why'd you have to go at that length to prove your loyalty of the husband? And shit, this is so fucking stupid. Music was great with Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails and all that. Cinematics, it was great, it, 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 but then I just go, Gone Girl, to a point, I just go, this is fucking stupid, man, it's like, why did Ben Affleck have to suffer for this shit, for what, cheating, I just go like, really, you had to go that far, this is so unrealistic, I said, fuck it, so, this, I felt like, was a really good dark comedy parody of it, and Blake Lively just chugging down gin. Is a martini. I thought it was fascinating because I was chugging down gin at the same time. I was like, yeah, she dr- she drinks aviation." I was like, "Jesus, I hate aviation." I like the new gunpowder gin from Ireland, but anyways, I digress. It was a great. Uh, it was the hour and forty-five minutes. I just say the first hundred minutes was like, wow, I was so fascinated. I was in disbelief, It's like this. Oh, please! It was like it got it kind of touched the emotions of cringiness, and what the fuck. To the very visceral level, which I think is a good movie to kind of evoke those emotions, very deep. It's like, "Oh, come on, Anna Kendrick, why don't do it? Don't do it!" And then Blake Lively just chugging that. I was like, hey, "This bitch is crazy, you know that shit." Yeah, like you just keep saying those over and over, but then you keep it's like a drug. You just like keep taking it. It's like, oh God, like it's very addicting. This high is good until the very end. I was just go like, "Oh, that was a flat finish." Um. And then I saw, what was it? Uh, I saw Hot Top Time Machine, because I said I never saw Hot Top Time Machine before, so I'll see it. I had John Cusack in it, and I go, wow, oh, that was a really good movie. It was like, it's, it's in that 2010 when that movie came out. John Cusack's career kind of disappeared after The Raven. You know, the whole Edgar P- Allan Poe story he did, he tried to do as a fucking Sherlock, you know, Competitor franchise thing It didn't work out And then yeah And then he kind of Shit on Hollywood And disappeared Um But you know Him as a Believable downtrodden Mid age act uh, Middle aged Suburban dad Or divorcee I was just like Wow that's uh That's pretty good And then the The hot tub time machine The cold of Craig Robinson And everything It was hilarious But I <laughs> I don't want to go Way too deep into it I, I just look at the guy Who played the Main dude the violator i go god that guy it could have been bill burr also but i don't know if bill burr would have worked as much as uh oh god i forgot his name um he's in the ballers right he's in the ballers and then the the harold and kumar the second one at least or the rob car rob cordry you know it's like yeah, yeah yeah like he comes off as like, a very idiot jockhead bro but i'm like yeah, yeah yeah like he works but he's I, and I've been watching a lot of Bill Burr specials also Because after the Paper Tiger came out So I was like watching all that I just go god that could have been That could have been Bill But I was just like you know what it's okay It's okay So like he worked as well I kind of don't want to see the Hot Tub Time Machine 2 I don't know why John Cusack's not back You know but it It played itself to the whole butterfly effect Time loop and then the, the, the plot hole So it was great uh, I It was great but then it's, this movie came out around the time Time the whole hangout, uh, hangover, and all that came out. So it was just like eh, I don't know how much of th- more of these can you repeat the raunchy, you know, unrealistic, over the top comedy movies. So I guess that's why it got lost. But I thought it was a great movie. And then after that, I went to HBO, and then I was like just scrolling through. It was like ah, oh, there's another John Cusack movie, which is Gross Point Blank. I was like a fucking local movie. So Gross Point, if you don't know, that's where the Buffalo Bills owner Ralph Wilson lives. Uh, it's a rich neighborhood of the outside, just east of Detroit. Um, there's, I mean, it's it's an affluent area, but there are multiple series. There's Gross Point, Gross Point Farms, Farms Shores, Woods Park. You know, so it's a Gross Point. So the main character of John Cusack's character, the blank, his, his name is blank. Uh, Is going to a high school reunion and shit And I just go what the fuck I I thought this was just about a local movie About a reunion I didn't know the part about John Cusack Was a fucking hitman (laughs) I was like what the fuck (laughs) And then this movie just It was uh, What year was this movie done Like 96, 97 And then I just go like what the fuck dude And then like I was just going like Yeah what the fuck What the fuck is about this movie And then it it I, I don't know how it played in the 1997 because it it was before the whole nine yards came out and stuff. Uh, but I don't know. Like, look, watching this in 2019, even 10 years ago, I go like, dang, that's a this movie could this movie holds time. It has a pretty solid cast. Mini driver Alan Arkin before he got older. Jeremy Piven was in this. Joan Cusack, the sister of John. And Dan Aykroyd, Hank Azaria, who's always hilarious, the b- voice of Mo, And then I noticed that Dharma and Greg Dharma, uh, what's her face? Uh, Jenna Elfman was in the movie and it was apparently her movie debut I was like, there's a lot of easter egg shit in this, it's kinda fun And then, uh, yeah, so I, it was a great movie, I enjoyed it And then the, I loved the ending, it wrapped up nicely, I just go, wow, I, like I, it was pretty good, I enjoyed it And then after that, I, what did I watch? And then, by this time, I was a little hammered, and I was like, you know what, I, I, I like the assassins, like, let's see what else is on my hard drive, and then I ended up watching Pulp Fiction, which I never got around to watch, I, Tarantino movies, I go like, okay, I still haven't seen Kill Bill in full, I see bits and pieces of it, I didn't see Jackie Brown, I saw the Inglorious Bastards, I saw the, the Django Unchained. I love the Reservoir Dogs, his first movie, and I also love the movie The True Romance, which Tarantino wrote, but uh, I think uh, Ridley Scott directed it, if I remember right, Tony or Ridley, one of those two, but I know it's a Tarantino script, uh, Tony Scott directed it, so I love The True, true Romance also, and I I just go, yeah, like, Reservoir Dogs, to me, out of all of them, has been my favorite so far for the Tarantinos, of not all the ones that I watch. Did I see any other Tarantino movies? I didn't see The Grindhouse. Uh, Kill Bill, I mentioned. Jackie Brown, I didn't see. Glorious Bad. Hateful Eight, I downloaded it. I haven't seen yet. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I heard, you know, people are saying great things about it. I want to go see it. Uh, but just haven't been home. So, other than, you know, just getting drunk at home watching these movies. Pulp Fiction, I... Did I love it, I, I greatly enjoyed it, but I knew some of the references already, English motherfucker, do you, do you speak it? Royale with cheese, you know, that stuff uh, I just go, you know, some people think it's a masterpiece and all that, maybe because I was expecting so much You know, it's like, this was like Tarantino's second movie directing it, and then I go, other movies are like, pretty solid, like, you know, and very enjoyable So I just go, is this at the next level? And you know, at that and then I'm having a hard time watching the Miramax, you know, come up in every Tarantino movie. Cause, you know, that's if you don't know, that's the uh company that uh Harvey Weinstein owned, you know. So before the Weinstein studio came out, I was just like, This is weirdly uncomfortable, you know, looking back Einstein twenty twenty, but you know, that aside, that's just the beginning five seconds of it, uh when all the studio pictures come up, producing, you know, distributor you know, the splash screens come up. Well, rest of this movie with Uma Thurman and all that, John Travolta. I just go, okay, the, the the pure, what is it, The rawness, and then the raunchiness, and then the visceral, you know, level. I I get, it, I guess, cause I'm used to it. In 2019, I just go like, wow, wow, what's so what's so shocking about this? You know, it's just a violent, you know, rated R movie. But in 1994, sense, I just go like, yeah, this is pretty fucking rough. <laughs> I do see, I was like, wow, this is, this is really fucking with my mind, this is very disturbing, this is like, wow, it's still disturbing, I'll say, but I just go like, yeah, I guess I'm pretty immune to this kind of level of, uh, violence and shocking subjects, but, is there any, like, theme to it, is there any lessons learned, life lessons there, um, I don't know, I, I, I didn't really watch this as a critical analysis, looking for themes, motifs, you know, motives, and all that stuff, and, you know, any allegory, you know, all that stuff, so I, I greatly enjoyed it, but just watching it, uh, comparing it to, say, Reservoir Dogs, which is, you know, up to this point, has been my favorite Tarantino movie, I enjoyed the dialogue, very combative, very, I'll say, male-centric guy dialogue, you just go, like, that's more realistic, I can just hear it, uh, Pulp Fiction felt the same way, but I felt like Paul Fiction was an improvement to the true romance script, the violence and cohesiveness and coherent cohesiveness and coherence. Uh, is that the, the two different ones? It's 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 way more digestible, Pulp Fiction. And then it was I felt like it's like that album. Uh, you go this band, this artist matured so that you're able to listen to the entire album, not just one song, a few hits here and there. You go Wow, this is excellent um, Kind of the same way I felt about You know, the Taylor Swift album I can't believe I'm jumping there The, lo- the Lovers I, 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 I haven't been able to talk about it over a month After it came out I've like, been listening to that album over and over It's really good The entire album is solid And then, yes, the theme of it Yes, you know, whatever The topics, the lyrics I just go Taylor, I know you love British men ha- Calvin Harris Fucking Tom Middleston And then the current boyfriend Blah, blah, blah I know you love English men that's fine but then <laughs> then then but just the songs is listening to it it it's very to the point comprehensible cohesive organized and attention to detail solid top to bottom to a point I can listen to it over and over there are very few albums actual albums that I c- could listen to it over and over I have that with the queens of the Stone age I just go like Two, three albums of these I can listen to in loop over and over because all of them have a one single theme. And then it takes you through the journey, kind of like the album Songs for the Deaf. And that's about a road trip and the radio, you know, that kind of stuff. Or the like clockwork, very short, 45 minutes. If you just hike it, about a 45 minutes long or jog, it makes sense. Villains also, like some people hated it. But it's very cohesive, I can listen to it over and over Same for the Arctic Monkeys If you listen to the first five albums of the Arctic Monkeys the, the very punky sounding British rock Into when they got to the AM album from 2014, 13 was it? I listened to that album top to bottom You just go, this every single guy should listen to this album I think Elon Musk blasted a couple of those songs You know, after he broke up with Amber Heard or something <laughs> And then If you listen to the I don't think I heard anyone Any more poetic Lyrics wise In the last 10 years Than the Alex Turner From the Arctic Monkeys Uh, And That AM album I can listen to that Over and over And then But the accumulation Of the work Of the five It took them five albums To come to that AM Very mature Sounding Organized Rock album Taylor Swift 1989 Was the first one That really took over her As a the, hey, this is a pop queen of pop of this our generation at this stage, but reputation. But 1989, I felt like the first half of the album was like solid, and then rest of it was like kind of got me meandered. Reputation had great songs here and there, but it and then it did great music videos, but it really was like all over the place. To a point that like, I skip a lot of songs in between. I just go like. Taylor what the hell are you thinking? Sit down and write the fucking music. Lovers. I felt the same way. Anyways. Back to Tarantino. I felt like. The fact that he turned that around. After the script of Two Romance. And one full movie that he directed. In Reservoir Dogs. Pulp Fiction. I just go. Accumulation of those two works. Going into this second ever movie. I just go. I don't know how you top it. That was pretty fucking solid. And yeah. And then if you look at it overall. It's just go like. And some of the visuals, uh the influences he has, the camera angles, the continuous shot, the dialogue, very very uh native sounding dialogue. I just go, This is excellent. This is really good. This is this is this in that way sense I go like this is a masterpiece, but I go, is this one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life? No, not necessarily. And then I go, is this better than like Kill Bill? I haven't seen Kill Bill, I gotta watch it, Grindhouse, and then Inglourious Bastards, I guess the Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, I go, once upon a time in Hollywood, people like really clamor for that movie. I feel like that sounds like a masterpiece, so I'm really curious about that. So that was the other movie I saw, and then I saw two more movies. (laughs) I think that was Saturday, I did like all those four movies? Yeah, I thought it was five, maybe there was a fifth one I'm missing. Um, two other movies I saw. Oh, the John Wick three. I saw that also. That was a second movie I saw Saturday. John Wick the third one, the chapter three. Ah, uh, John Wick is a mindless violence movie uh, along with like uh, for the continuous action. I John Wick uh, clearly took influences from like old boy and then the Hong Kong movies. But the the fascination with John Wick, the very first movie. Is a very simple storyline and then just executed to the maximum with a great payoff. And then the oh, but then there's more to bring more to come. There's more to come, more to come. John Wick continues. John Wick continues. So this the span of the three movies so far is over the course of like two weeks or something, right? And I just go, Wow. And then the action scenes in these is just like very realistic, very, 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 very raw to the bone, really. Like you feel it. And then they have a fourth movie coming out. I was like, I I you know, up to 3 movies it's been fantastic. It's just I just want to see mindless movie. I'm I I like I just don't care. But then this movie delivers to that level from the very first to the third. So I I don't have much to say about John Wick III and then Halle Berry showing up with the dogs and stuff, the very creative way of doing things. It's like watching different ladder matches in wrestling. You go, how can you top this? How can you top this? Here's a different element of this. Here's a different element of this. And then John Wick does deliver so much, you know, no pun intended, brings so much punch with just a single punch or very few punches. Which is better than Justice League or something Just throwing all the plots and characters out there But not deliver at all Just whimper out Or do it like Avengers Infinity Wars Come to senses Like make me care about this You know And then John Wick From the very start Made you care about John Wick And then see everything from his perspective Uh, And then you you root for the guy Whether he violated the rule of the, the high society And all that Blah 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 uh, two other movies that I saw because I saw John, w- I saw John Wick, uh, three because I saw another Keanu Reeves movie called The Destination Wedding with just him and Winona Ryder, which is I just say it's eighty six minutes, eighty two minutes, you know. So the you might have seen the trailers of the movie, which is like two people go to a destination wedding somewhere in the vineyard in California, Northern California, and then they just like they hate being there, and then they just absolutely shit on. Certain cons, you know, things that society finds as normal, or you know, like this is part of the wedding, marriage, you know, norms of society. These, these two are just absolutely hating on it for eighty more than eighty minutes. And some critics are like, "Oh, this movie's so boring. Oh, this movie just offers nothing. Oh, oh, what was the one review I, I I I saw? I just go like, this movie's a waste of time. Just two people keep talking over and over. I'm sorry, but for some reason, I." I greatly enjoyed it. This is hands down the most ridiculously overwritten film in the history of Ron Collins, possibly even all of movies. Oh, shut the fuck up. A couple of scenes in Destination Warner fall so calamitously flat that I had this continuing, disconcerting sensation I was watching. Blah, 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 blah. A missed opportunity to lead your anchor by a script which skirts so close to being informed and interesting But ends up like an overheard conversation between two people who should definitely not be together But that's the point of the fucking movie These people are just having over like that's the point of the fucking movie These people are not getting married These people are attending the fucking wedding Talking shit about the wedding Which is which is the overheard conversation in the big noise sense that like there Big stars read stuff and kill the funny I thought the chemistry was fantastic between the two. Oh, and then this is a fresh review. A sort of anti-romantic comedy, Destination Wedding is a snide, well-written, independent comedy with Keanu Reeves and Winona Reed as Frank and Lindsay, two strangers who meet on their way to the wedding in the California region, blah, blah, blah. There's something undeniably worse about Destination Wedding, and much of praise must fall at the doors of Reeves and Ryder. Yeah, there's only two people talking in this movie, and then I thought... If you, if you see the point of it, which is you go to a wedding, which at times, especially some elaborate wedding like this, is a ridiculous waste of time. You want to say a lot of dumb shit, including about the couple and all that. It's like, why the fuck are they getting married? Why are we doing this? What, why the fuck? Why am I on this plane? Are they setting us up? What the fuck is this shit? Why are they even controlling my life? And the two people share that opinion, just talk shit for more than an hour. I thought that was fantastic. The fact that they came up with 82 minutes of just pure hate material that bounced off of two people like this, I thought it was pure genius. If if people do not see this and just feel uncomfortable that people are just like letting out their raw emotions, the reflection of a raw emotion just coming out, into an overhearing a conversation that's outside the wedding or, you know, if you don't see that hilarious, I don't know. Maybe I'm the crazy one who enjoys some something very, very raw like this. So I enjoy that movie greatly. So I don't know, I don't know why it, it was, is, it was great. It was fantastic. I, I, I give it I give this 5 out of 5. Out of all the mov- Keanu Reeves movies, I enjoy the most. John Wick and then The Destination Wedding. I was just like, my jaw dropped the entire time I watched this movie. No, you can't top that, hey? You cannot top that, hey? You cannot top that. And then they delivered, 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 ending. I'm not going to spoil it for this one. Because you know where this is going. But it, it didn't really exactly end the way it ended either. But... I thought it was great and I, I I don't know why this movie's not getting any more traction and appreciation that some people you know that I had but that, that 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 makes it that makes it good and then I I thought like yeah you feel for them you're supposed to feel for them if you cannot handle the truth at weddings and just pure egotism that you just want to hate on life That's your problem. Maybe you do CrossFit or something so you cannot handle the criticism. But anyways, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I think I went through about seven movies. Jesus. I think that was pretty rapid after covering Antonio Brown. Thanks for listening. I just wanted to catch up on that. So I'm going to go to Alabama this weekend. I don't know how it's going to be. I'm literally there 14 hours, so I'll probably talk about that, and then a week after that, I'm going to be heading off to Boston, uh, to my sister, I've never been to Boston, and then I'm curious to see the Coke Center, and Harvard, and then MIT, and all that shit, and then I don't know what money Jeffrey S. Epstein dropped at Harvard and MIT that's causing all the Coastal If you if he just dropped $20, it makes a no fucking difference, but I'm sure he dropped a lot of fucking money. Which is why Harvard and MIT are freaking out. But anyways, I'll talk about that maybe a couple weeks from now. But uh, anyways, until then, have a great rest of the week. by the time you hear this episode, it's going to be truly autumn. It's still summer. Remember that. That's why there's like three tropical storms out there. And then uh, have a great rest of the week. And then make sure you subscribe on the Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, whatever pot thing you use. You can find me with the a dash show with a thumbs up. Tell your friends about it. If you want to talk some shit, let me know. Email is a look.com. Email is a look.com And then uh, I'll see you next week in the fall When we get into the autumn Bye-bye